0: Good morning, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, the cutthroat nature of the current real estate market has been well documented, a climate that can be intimidating for would-be first-time homebuyers. But relax, because we have the advice you need to enter the market with confidence. Also this morning, Thanksgiving is now less than 50 days away with many families eager to celebrate together again, but a new survey finds common hearing loss issues can still leave loved ones feeling left out and isolated anyway. And happening around town, this summer, Awakening Minds Art launched an interactive community mural project with local artists and building owners. Next weekend, they're inviting the community to celebrate the success of that project. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Thursday, October 7th, 2021. If you need a reason to celebrate, it is Bathtub Day today. It is also National Flower Day. Isn't that sweet? National Forgiveness and Happiness Day. National Frappé Day. National Inner Beauty Day. National LED Light Day. And National... You Matter to Me Day. So, boy, those are some sickeningly sweet (laughs) observances. You Matter to Me Day. National Flower Day. National Forgiveness and Happiness Day. National Inner Beauty Day. Wow. Man, that's a a lot of sweetness right there. So, uh, Halloween right around the corner, and you may be wondering, because... Your kids are going to end up with more Halloween candy than they can possibly eat at one sitting. How long is it good for? Dr. Abigail Snyder with the food science department at Cornell University says bags of candy are usually marked with a best by date, but it is really just a recommendation by the producer to the consumer about how quickly the product should be consumed for optimum quality. The best buy date is not an expiration date in the sense that you have to throw it out after that point. And of course, with trick or treat uh, stuff, you don't often get the full bag, obviously, so you don't know when that best buy date or uh, best used buy date is. So there is no safety implication, she says, for eating candy corn or gummy bears uh, or really much of anything else after. That best used by date has elapsed, she says consumers can evaluate each piece of candy to see if it's something they want to eat, saying consumers might start to notice changes in flavor or texture over time, such as uh stalling the white bloom that uh, appears on old chocolate Ugh. those all uh, those are not necessarily representative food safety issues, just quality deterioration. She says turns out that candy is generally shelf stable. So basically, bottom line, use your own discretion about eating old candy, especially if it starts tasting stale or bland or the texture begins to change. So that's the advice uh, as for. And then the holidays right around the corner. Um, and there is apparently a run on turkeys and been talking about this, that there might be a turkey shortage The discount chain Aldi says in the UK, they are selling around 1,500 frozen turkeys a day, four times the amount they normally sell at this time of year. And here's the thing. In the UK, they don't observe Thanksgiving the way we do in the United States and certainly not, you know, in November as we do. I don't know if they do have a Thanksgiving observance. In the UK. And if they do. It's not the same day as uh, as ours. They do however. Observe Christmas. And that's what people are uh, getting worried about. Already in the UK. They've got a run on turkeys. For Christmas. Because frozen turkeys will keep forever. And uh, people fear. Supply chain bottlenecks. Will limit the availability. Of the Christmas dinner. Staple. And so they're getting them now. The U.S. dealing with similar problems. And experts say American consumers could also struggle to secure their turkeys for Thanksgiving and Christmas, especially smaller birds. Retailers and restaurants across the U.S. and the U.K. have faced delays and shortages over the past few months because of a breakdown in the supply chain driven by worker shortages, including a lack of truck drivers to get the food to the stores. So... Already starting to see a run on turkeys. Just so that you are forewarned. Among the other uh, first things you need to know this morning, the most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day, might be feeling a little bit more like fall for a lot of folks. I know it's uh, definitely been cooler. I noticed yesterday evening, You know, the sun went down and it really started to cool off, started to feel very much like fall. Crisp, cool air. And of course, pumpkins are popping up all over the place. But if you have fall allergies, they might feel worse than ever. Dr. Nita Ogden, an allergist, says allergies in the fall can be as intense as spring for many people. The biggest culprit is fall ragweed along with other weeds and grasses. As the leaves and branches fall, outdoor molds can also cause fall allergies. People allergic to weeds will start to feel their symptoms in August, and they will last through the month of October. The experts say your fall allergies might feel more severe this year because of all of the forest fires. Even though they are hundreds or thousands of miles away, the stuff in the air gets caught up in the jet stream and even impacts our air quality here. Dr. Sanjeev Jean explains, is that how you pronounce it? Uh, we'll go with that. It says smoke in the air as well as weed pollen and mold spores can trigger allergic responses that result in symptoms such as sneezing, runny or itchy nose, watery or itchy red eyes, congestion, cough, asthma, exacerbations. To reduce your allergies, you should limit your time outdoors on high allergy days. See an allergist and then see if that specialist recommends uh, medication as a preventive measure or anything like that. Uh, But I thought this was kind of interesting, too, um, in relation to that. As if your allergies didn't make you miserable enough, researchers have now found people with asthma Atopic dermatitis and hay fever may be more likely to suffer mental health issues. And when you think about it, it probably makes sense. Those with those allergies and hay fever and all of these things uh, could make you depressed, make, make you anxious. So depression, anxiety but also bipolar disorder. People with uh, those conditions are more likely to suffer from bipolar disorder and other mental health disorders as well. Those with the conditions were 45% more likely to have depression, 22% more likely to have anxiety, 25% more likely to have bipolar disorder compared to people who do not suffer from allergies. Still, the experts say it is unlikely allergies themselves would cause the mental health problems, but... Nonetheless, the numbers don't lie. Man. So, uh, as, if it, as if it wasn't bad enough to uh, have to deal with uh, allergies, but now you've, uh, you've got to deal with that as well. So there you go, some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Thursday morning started.
1: WFIN News, I'm Matt Demchak. The WTOL 11 first alert forecast a chance of showers today with a high of 77 showers likely tonight a low of 65 a trooper with the Ohio State Highway Patrol has been shot along Interstate 75 in Findlay. The shooting happened during a traffic stop at approximately 1105 last night. The Highway Patrol says the trooper pulled over an SUV for a speeding violation between County Road 99 and U.S. 224. The Highway Patrol says during the traffic stop, the driver, identified as Robert Tremaine Hathorn, struggled with the trooper over his gun, and the trooper sustained a gunshot wound. The trooper was taken to Blanchard Valley Hospital with injuries that are not believed to be life-threatening. The Highway Patrol, Finley Police, and Hancock County Sheriff's Office were searching for the suspect in the area of the BMV off of County Road 140, and had set up a perimeter. Get more on our website. Family Resource Center, which is headquartered in Findlay, will be expanding and enhancing their services thanks to a $5 million grant.
2: It's no secret that mental health and substance use struggles can impact anyone, really now more than ever. And we are really excited to get to work on improving access to care in the areas where it's been more limited.
1: Ginny Williams says the grant will enable them to open new community mental health clinic facilities in other counties, as well as to bolster the spectrum of mental health and substance abuse services they currently offer. Get more on the grant and Family Resource Center in general on our website. The Ohio Department of Higher Education has unveiled a new plan to prevent hazing at colleges and universities in Ohio. The plan was released on Wednesday, the day before Collins Law would go into effect. Collins law, which makes hazing a felony, is named for 18-year-old Ohio University student Colin Wyant, who died during a hazing incident three years ago. The Ohio Department of Higher Education says their new plan is meant to help put an end to all forms of hazing and to make campuses safe for everybody. It's harvest season, and the Hancock County Sheriff's Office is reminding drivers to Slow down and pay close attention due to the increase of farm equipment on the roadways and never assume that the operator of a piece of farm equipment can see you. Get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. Matt Demcheck with 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. You're listening
3: to Good Mornings with Chris Oaks on 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM.
0: So our cover story this morning, obviously the current state of the real estate market It's been well documented. It is a climate that can be intimidating, especially for would-be first-time homebuyers, but I want to... Share some advice for those who may be thinking of jumping into the fray of all of this. Brian Witt is here from Flag City Realtors. And, uh, you know, we I use the term cutthroat as uh, sort of the to describe the market. And maybe that's a bit of hyperbole. But I know my son, my youngest son, just bought his uh, first house. And that was kind of how he described it. It seemed like uh, it was a dog-eat-dog kind of market right now. It's, Like I said, that's been the the narrative nationally. Seeing that here locally as well?
4: We are. We we've been seeing it locally for really through most of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Most of what anybody considered to be a shutdown. Yeah. Um, you know, typically in the third quarter of every year, we start to see inventory go down. We Mm -hmm. start to see buyer taste cool off just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we didn't experience that last year. And so with interest rates being low, sure. pent-up demand, right. inventory already being kind of thin. And not just here. It's important for folks know that's everywhere. right. Um, it was kind of the perfect storm of weird. And so dog-eat-dog is yeah. a great way to describe it. It yeah. really has
0: been. Now, the, the good thing for uh, sellers, I mean, it's, it's a seller's market because it has also driven up home values. And that's one of the reasons why uh, some people may feel rather intimidated jumping in. There are some uh, parts of the country where it's been reported like 20% year-over-year appreciation in home value. What locally has been kind of the average? And I know everything is a little bit different from one neighborhood to the next. but It
4: it really depends on the price point of the home. We have seen properties that have appreciated to that extent. Wow. um, And they're appraising. There are comparable properties to support the sale price. Um, You know, so a lot of folks hear that and they say, Chris, we're in a bubble We're this is Mm -hmm. on the verge of it's not there. There are about 10 good indicators that that say Mm -hmm. whether we're in a bubble market. We only check off about three and two of them are kind of questionable. So. It's it's just a perfect storm. So
0: this may be a sustained sort of run-up in in terms of prices. Then. It could be. Now, I, I did think it was interesting, and this is maybe a bit of a sidebar uh, on all of this. There has been concern with the expiration of the uh, forbearance uh, programs and so on, uh, and the uh, federal assistance for those who are struggling because of uh, income concerns due, due to the pandemic. And with the expiration of that, the concern over having uh, a spike in foreclosures, but it's been pointed out that especially with this high level of appreciation, unlike what we saw back in 08, fewer homeowners are likely to be underwater. Even with those deferred payments uh, taken into account, they may be able to you know, get out of their properties rather than go through foreclosure. So we don't see a foreclosure glut coming
4: right we we 're in a very different scenario now because so many folks are equity rich mm-hmm. whereas in two thousand and eight people were really maxed out,
0: yeah, they were underwater in right. many cases so, so it 's a
4: very different scenario and yeah. it's and it 's good now in many ways
0: here's the here 's the question it, will that maybe ease some of if that does happen and it 's probably too early to know how many uh, of those types of homes may come on the market because uh, homeowners can no longer afford the payments and without those uh, assistance programs uh, these uh, homes come on the market but they, could that ease the inventory issue somewhat? It could.
4: There are a lot of investors looking to either flip or to rent or to purchase You know that passive income kind of situation where they have a rental property. If If we had an influx of those, you know, the area is already short on on what we need for rental property. Mm -hmm. So that could be a good thing. You know, there's a large percentage of our workforce that commutes in every day and wants to live here.
0: Yeah. Um, So all of this being said, as we kind of circling back to the the main topic and we use all of this data to sort of springboard into it for those who are thinking of jumping into the market, uh, maybe hesitating maybe thinking twice saying maybe right now is not the best time to buy
4: so we are starting to see a return to seasonality here in this market there are people saying you know now's the time to buy you'll never get more money for your house than you will they sure. use all those lines sure and and yeah. let's be honest you know there is seasonality in real estate we are starting to get back to it are we where we were in 2019 no um, are we starting to get back to that point? Yes. So if someone's thinking about getting in, they're thinking about making that investment in themselves, I would say at least start that conversation. Um, the, the first thing to do is to get in and meet with a lender and see what your options are. Um, but you you want to meet with a realtor and get a feel for the local market so you know what's
0: doable. Mm-hmm. That That's probably more, and and has long been the advice to sit down with a lender, get uh, pre-qualified, pre-approved, and... You know, because what's the old saying? It's like shopping with cash. Never more important than right now when homes are on the market for, you know, a week, even a couple of days sometimes being sold, you know, being turned around like that. When you find that home, you need to jump on it. And if you have that pre-approval, that's almost a requirement now. It's
4: much more. It makes your offer more competitive. Yeah. And so when you're writing an offer, you always want to think about what makes it more competitive. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that we we saw a lot over the last year, and I'm sure it's something you'll want to talk about, is people
0: passing on inspections. Right. That's that's the other thing because when the turnaround is so quick, and uh, there's uh, sometimes I've heard stories of houses being on the market for 24 hours and uh, being sold, having offers pending. I just did one. Um, <laughs> just <it's>, this week. <laughs> it's very tempting. <laughs> To forego some of those things like inspections that can protect the, the buyer and especially for a first time buyer, somebody who may not have the resources to deal with the things that may come up. Uh, later, that can be rather dangerous.
4: It can, and and so you know, one thing to keep in mind is Ohio subscribes to the doctrine of caveat emptor. If it's been a while since you've taken Latin classes, that <laughs> means let the buyer beware, right? And so there's a couple of key things that you know come into play there, and. Part of that is the due diligence period, the time when a buyer has the ability to check out the property and to learn about it, to know what they're getting into. So they have to have that that unimpeded opportunity to examine the property, and that's typically with a home inspector. Mm-hmm. If buyers pass on that, my counsel to a buyer is always, do you have the money to pay for big-ticket items if something goes awry? Because you may not know. Right, right. And that's like,
0: really important. Yeah, you you're don't. much less likely to know if you don't have an inspection. Exactly. Exactly. So, are there other things that uh, are there other things that that uh, home buyers in this rush to get the inventory that is on the market when they find that perfect home, wanting to get in before somebody else, you know, it's sold out from under them. Are there other things that they are doing that may not be the the wisest choice long term? Or is that the biggest one?
4: I think that's the biggest one. Yeah. That's the one where when when a buyer says to me, I want to waive inspections, my eyes bug out a little bit and I yeah. say, oh, my gosh, there's so much risk in doing this. Now, it, ultimately, the realtor controls the process. The buyer or the cons- the consumer always controls the decisions. Mm-hmm. It's lawful for them to not do inspections. Yeah. And in some cases it makes sense. It doesn't in all cases. Yeah. So my best counsel is talk to the person representing you. You know, mm-hmm. talk to your realtor and make sure that you're thinking it through clearly so that you're not overlooking something and you don't end up in a situation where you're upside down mm-hmm. because you found out you have to replace the roof of your after buying the house. Right.
0: And and I would imagine also when in when there's that rush to act quickly, it can be very easy to Uh, overextend or or overpay. We talk about the run-up in in home values, very easy to get caught up in that uh, bidding war and end up maybe paying too much, which doesn't, or making an offer that uh, is too high, the appraisal doesn't come back, and then you're back at square one. So, I mean... There are all kinds of things that can happen that can derail a a deal if you're not uh, careful.
4: That's correct. There are a lot of contingencies we build in for a reason. But Mm -hmm. like I mentioned earlier, you know, homes are typically appraising. It's rare when they don't. Um, because so many things have sold at a higher price, it is helping to bring up the market.
0: But as we always say, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can afford, even if you're approved for, uh, for a certain amount and the house appraise, appraises for a certain amount, that doesn't necessarily mean it's within your wheelhouse.
4: And so let's briefly circle back to the pre-approval, because if the lender says you're approved to $200,000, mm-hmm. but you are only comfortable at one hundred seventy five. dollars then you need to make it abundantly clear to your realtor. I don't want to go to two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. I know you know I can, right. but I want to stay at one seventy five because right. that's what's right for me.
0: Always a, a good idea because even with the inspections, you never know that something might uh, pop up as yes. well. And again, something that first time home buyers don't always consider. And in a market like this, it can be very easy to kind of get lost in all of that.
4: Ownership of real estate is a safe investment. It's a great way to build wealth over time, and you need to be smart about it.
0: But yeah, it's a, only if you are smart about it and get in. At at a point, price point that you can afford.
4: And work with somebody okay. that is
0: educated and able to help you. Here's the, uh, here's the big question. How long do you expect this to last? You were talking earlier that this doesn't appear to be a bubble. How long does, do you see this, envision this lasting before we get to a more of a point where there's a better balance between inventory available and demand?
4: You know, my standard line for the last year when people ask me how the market is, I've answered in one word, weird. Um, It just has been. And I'm expecting that we could see some of this into next year as we ease our way back into seasonality. But it's not going to happen overnight. It didn't just turn on overnight. So it's going to take some time to get back to a normal market. So be patient. You'll persevere. Uh, It's not impossible to buy a home right now. And, And we're all out there ready to help you when you're ready.
0: We will leave it there. Again, uh, Brian Willow from uh, Flag City Realtors. We've got a uh, link up on our webpage, a lot more great information and advice for uh, folks who are in the market uh, from the uh, folks at Flag City. Brian, thanks very much for dropping by. We Thank appreciate you. You know, the holiday season is approaching, and I don't mean to skip too far ahead too quickly. People sometimes get upset when you jump over Halloween and straight into the holiday season. But uh, Thanksgiving is like 50 days away now, and with most people looking forward to something a little closer to normal than it was last year, recent survey commissioned by Hearing Life and conducted by the pollsters at Harris found that 44% of Americans with hearing loss feel isolated during the holiday season because they struggle to hear the conversations going on around them uh, at uh, holiday gatherings uh, hearing life uh, hoping to change that this holiday through its Magic of Hearing Care campaign. And joining us, our licensed psychotherapist and Hearing Life spokesperson, uh, Tom Kirsting, as well as Chief Audiologist at Hearing Life, Dr. Leslie Soyless. And uh, thank you both for joining us. First of all, Tom, let me start with you. Talk a little bit about that stigma uh, of hearing loss, especially as it relates to the upcoming holiday season.
3: Yeah, so the stigma, it's, it's the biggest one is that if you, you know, are wearing hearing aids or you're doing something about your hearing, it's a sign of getting old. And that's just completely not true. I got my first set of hearing aids when I was 45 years old, and I feel pretty young. In fact, wearing hearing aids makes me actually feel younger because I can hear things. The other stigma is that they are these big clunkers, um, but they're not. They're tiny little things. You can barely see them, and it just opens up your whole world.
0: Certainly understandable, um, you know, given those uh, misconceptions, uh, people will sort of resist this and uh, try and learn to deal with it. But as the survey reveals. Uh, you know, these. Uh, this leads to isolation, this leads to uh, can lead to depression, can lead to withdrawal from family uh, functions and what is coming up, especially in, to what is uh, very much a family-centered time of year.
2: You're absolutely right. For instance, if somebody is um, having a hard time at, in social gatherings, as we've been talking about, a lot of that competing noise Um, or if somebody is frequently asking people to repeat, if you need the television turned at a louder level than what's comfortable for others in the room, if you have ringing in the ears, these are all indicators that there's likely a hearing problem that needs to be investigated. And you mentioned that we are getting together this year uh, and, and... in a way where we haven't been able to previously. Mm -hmm. And uh, what a pleasure it is to get together with friends and family members during the holidays. However, 43% of people with untreated hearing loss would rather just stay home. How sad is that, given the fact that we've had to stay home for the last year and a half? So first and
3: foremost, we want joy in our holiday season. That's what it's all about. And it's also about giving. So what Hearing Life has done is created this campaign called the Magic of Hearing Care. And that's precisely what it is. It's a give back initiative. So six people are eligible to receive free hearing aids by going to the website hearinglife.com backslash magic. And all you need to do is submit your story, your own personal story, if you have hearing loss or the story of the loved one. And you may be and you may receive those. Um, and as far as how to you know, help family members deal with hearing loss, as somebody who has dealt with this stuff for a long time, I can tell you that it's, it's not just about the person with hearing loss. It also affects those around us. Mm-hmm. So we need to just simply encourage the loved one to go do something about it. Go for an assessment. It's as simple as that.
0: And uh, Dr. Soylas. What types of resources are available for those who are experiencing hearing loss? I mean, ultimately, uh, it may be hearing aids. What types of resources uh, above and beyond that would be available? And uh, how do uh, folks avail themselves of those resources?
2: It all starts with having your hearing assessed. We have licensed hearing care professionals that will provide that assessment and then guide individuals to those solutions that are really going to be uh, uh, the most effective for them, uh, meeting their personal needs as well as um, their budgets. And to get more information, please do go to our website at caringlife.com backslash,
0: magic like with every medical issue and at the end of the day this is a a medical condition like with every medical condition uh the earlier you get on this uh the better the outcomes that
2: is my motto sooner rather than later and most of my patients once they do receive treatment they they wonder why they didn't do it sooner
0: yeah Yeah. Uh, So again, very important to start talking about this now so that when the holidays do roll around, when Thanksgiving gets here 50 days or so from now, uh, hopefully uh, those uh, individuals have taken those first steps to address uh, the issue and make for a much happier Thanksgiving and merrier Christmas all the way around. Uh, Again, uh, joining us this morning is licensed psychotherapist, hearing life spokesperson uh, Tom Kersting, and chief audiologist Dr. Leslie Soyless. Again, mention the website where folks can get more information.
2: Hearinglight.com backslash magic.
0: Thank you both for taking the time. We appreciate it.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Today's update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to us a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. What does it take to get your child to clean their room? Uh, even as an adult, apparently it can be a challenge. 51 year old mom named Sue from Melbourne, Australia recently got very frustrated about her 22 year old son, Lachlan's messy bedroom. Apparently he lives with her, uh, but he is just a slob. And so she, (laughs) she got the brilliant idea to use grains of rice, uh, wild rice, uh, to dupe him into thinking his bedroom had been uh, invaded by mice. (laughs) She said after three days of leaving the grains of rice around, uh, Lachlan began cleaning his room. Finally, (laughs) it worked. She uh, shared the results of her trick on a Facebook uh, parenting group, and people were impressed. She says her son, thankfully, saw the funny side of the trick once she came uh, clean about it. (laughs) Got him to clean his room. There you go. Now you know. Elsewhere in the... That's our kind of viral story of the day. Elsewhere in the uh, broken news, uh, authorities in Arkansas say... uh, A couple of weeks ago, an assistant jail administrator, Abby Strange, helped an inmate, Sandra Rappold, leave the detention center. Uh, Investigators say she finished her shift, then disabled the alarms on the inmate's cell door and passed her keys so that the inmate, Ms. Rappold, could go and vape marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) Not too bright. After the two left the detention center, a dispatcher on duty noticed a system warning saying a door was slightly open to the woman's cell. They found both Ms. Strange and Ms. Rappold. Both were arrested and returned to the detention center. The uh, assistant jail administrator, Ms. Strange, uh, apparently gave the inmate the marijuana vape pen uh, she was uh, fired and is facing felony charges of impairing the operation of a vital public paci- facility, among other things. Ms. Rappold, the inmate, charged with third degree escape. <laughs> That's just bizarre all the way around. <clears throat> Weird. This is one way to uh, distract others on the road. Policing Collier County, Florida say a woman was caught on camera on Friday exposing her chest to other drivers along Interstate 75 there in Collier County. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. She wasn't uh, arrested for, I mean, that's distracted driver, distracted, distracting the driver, uh, the other drivers. That's not necessarily a crime. They did get her on charges of not wearing a seatbelt. (laughs) <laughs> so they found that too i would imagine exposure that would be the but it says uh, she was charged with not wearing your seat belt <laughs> also in the uh broken news this morning in montgomery county maryland on tuesday a 19 year old uh, jumped into a chevy camaro that a food delivery driver had left running about 4 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon when an officer tried to approach the uh, suspect. Uh, The uh, officer tried to approach the vehicle. The suspect rammed the officer's cruiser and fled. The uh, teen carjacker also allegedly rammed another police car and crashed into six other vehicles. The Camaro then overturned. About three miles from where it was reported stolen, Demontre Satterwhite Walker faces several charges, including motor vehicle theft. Wow. Would motivate someone to do that. No reason for the uh, carjacking. Just just because it was there. And how about this story? I love this in the uh, broken news. A California man is suing a psychic in Los Angeles for fraud because she allegedly claimed she could remove a witch's curse put on him by his ex-girlfriend, and it would only cost him a mere $5,100. Last month, Mauro Restrepo found psychic Sophia Adams' website that billed her as a PhD life coach and a psychic love coach, according to reporters in Los Angeles. Adams gave Mr. Uh, Restrepo a tarot reading when he visited her office in uh, Palos Verdes and told him that uh, he had bad luck put there by his ex-girlfriend when she hired a curse-casting witch. Ms. Adams then allegedly claimed his family would be unhappy and in danger unless he paid her $5,100 to remove the curse. Mr. Restrepo Reportedly paid Ms. Adams a $1,000 deposit, but she did not in any way help. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) So he sued. He is asking for $25,000 in damages. (laughs) Well, good luck with that. There you go. That is today's Broken News. This update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. WFIN
3: Radio News. We keep you in the know with the events of our community that affect you and your family. Whenever it happens, you can count on us to fill you in with the information you need. We'll also keep you up to date with all the latest from around the Buckeye State with the help of the Ohio News Network. And we cover the nation and the world with the resources of ABC News. The information you need around the clock from your news authority. 1330 WFIN,
0: Wfin WFIN.com and now at 95.5 FM. And your daily download this morning, the numbers behind the news, the statistics that shape our lives. We were mentioning uh, this a little bit earlier. If you have ever needed a vacation after your family vacation (laughs) to recover, you are not alone. A new survey shows the average American parent gets just 17 minutes of relaxation per day on a family vacation. (laughs) That's it. Uh one in 5 say they get 15 minutes or less of relaxation per day on a family vacation. This is a poll of uh, 2000 Americans. Uh one in 10 parents say they get less than 5 minutes to unwind while they're supposedly getting R&R. But apparently people believe it's worth the stress. Uh the poll finds that 71% of family vacationers list taking family photos as their favorite uh vacation activity 66% said going out to eat was essential to a family vacation 51% said sightseeing was their uh, top priority um the reason i bring this up is that uh i'm gonna be out uh beginning tomorrow and uh, next week taking a little r&r uh with my family so we'll see <laughs> how i feel when we get back whether i fall into this uh category or not You may remember that earlier this summer, Awakening Minds Art launched an interactive community mural project with local artists and building owners... And next weekend, they are celebrating the success of that project with the community. Emily Sullivan from Awakening Minds Art is with us uh, in the studio this morning. And Emily, thanks very much for dropping by. We appreciate Hi. it. Thank you for having me. Um, so for those who may not remember, and I, I can't imagine that people haven't seen these around town, but for those who are not familiar with the project, talk about what this uh, community mur- mural project was uh, all about.
5: Sure. So this summer, Awakening Minds Art launched a project that would um, bring community members, community artists, um, building owners all together Mm -hmm. to create these interactive murals. So our goal is...
0: Well, And when you say interactive, uh, probably the best example of that is uh, is the one with like the butterfly wings. You can kind of pose for photos in front of the mural and you appears you've got butterfly wings and you know that so that's just one example and there were how many of these that ended up
5: we have eight that have gone up this summer, so Very cool. we're really excited. Yeah. And yeah, we want you to get out of the car, uh, walk up to them, pose in front of them, interact mm-hmm. with them. Yeah, I have some fun with them.
0: Yeah, uh, and it's been fun to see people actually doing this and and posting on social media and and so on. It really has. Uh, and most of these are uh, what downtown in that uh, that area or they're, they're
5: all over all Finley. Over. So okay. from Miracle Park to Tiffin Avenue cool. to downtown. Yep.
0: So obviously, the response was uh, really uh, positive uh, for this
5: yeah, so far um, we've had nothing but positive feedback and um, and some really great artwork and uh, and so this will be something that you look to uh, continue and expand uh, moving forward well um we Definitely, we'll be doing a couple more murals mm-hmm. um, okay. in the spring. Okay. Uh, whether that expands from there, I don't know. Yeah. have um, kind to of see where it goes. Sure. Uh,
0: so, uh, coming up next weekend, as we mentioned, you're uh, having a celebration, the success of the project. Tell us a little bit about this.
5: Yes. So, from 10 to 2 on Saturday, October 16th, we are having a self-guided tour. Um, the visitors... Um, Visitors Bureau was uh, very gracious in creating some maps and brochures for us. Mm -hmm. They're wonderful. And uh, so with a ticket, you'll get one of those brochures with a map, and you can guide yourself around Finley, even throughout Hancock County, to see all of the existing murals as well as the new ones. And um, in that tour, you might be able to meet one of the artists, um, talk to some of the building owners, the organizations that are represented. And then um, from two to four, meet us over at Gillig Winery, and we will have an exclusive tent um, in their beautifully renovated outdoor space.
0: Beautiful space out there.
5: Yes, and uh, and come celebrate us um, and the, the local artists who contributed to the project.
0: So, going to have uh, refreshments uh, and uh, and food and the and the whole thing.
5: So. Yes. So tickets um, tickets will get you a free glass of wine, some complimentary hors d'oeuvres um, from Gillig.
0: Now, uh, tickets for this are available now? Yes. And how do we get those?
5: You can go to awakeningmindsart.org um, our, on our website there. Just the homepage will direct you to uh, the ticket link.
0: And as we've uh, said, obviously, Awakening Minds Art was an organization that went through a number of changes uh, over the course of the pandemic. And uh, but you are still out there going strong. All of the programs that folks are familiar with uh, for those with special needs and for the community in, as a whole.
5: Yes, all ages and all abilities. We are um, we are going strong. Most of our programming is back mm-hmm. at, to some capacity. And uh, we have our new studio over uh, 1640 Tiffin Avenue.
0: So this is a great uh, time to learn a little bit more about what Awakening Minds Art uh, is doing within the community as well. Sure.
5: Yeah. Come have a conversation with us. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, it
0: is uh, happening next weekend and tickets are available now. More details on the website, right? Yes, there is and we've got that linked up at our webpage. You can go to goodmornings.net for more information on that. Again, Emily Sullivan from Awakening Minds Art with us this morning. Just a, a terrific project. Uh, good to hear it was uh, so successful and going to celebrate that next weekend. Emily, thanks very much for dropping by. We Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. And that is our show for today. Thanks to all of our guests for joining us on the program this morning. Quick programming note for you. There will be no podcast tomorrow. Uh, no podcast next week i'm taking a little r and r a little time off so no pet podcasts for the next several days and uh, the next program will be next monday october 18th where we'll discuss the growing calls to make expansion of the child tax credit permanent while critics charge those direct payments to families take us one step closer to a welfare state So lots to talk about when we get back until Monday, October 18th. That is good mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day, a great week ahead, and we'll catch you again soon.